It is Tuesday, October 27th. You are listening to Quick Hits. I'm Blake Pace. And week seven of the NFL season is in the books. Monday Night Football, what a great primetime game. Beautiful. New England Patriots, New York Jets. Patriots just absolutely dominate from start to finish. And of course, what do they do this morning? They go and get themselves another weapon on offense. And so uh, we're going to talk about that trade for the first few uh, minutes here. And then we're going to go into uh, some quick game-by-game recaps, kind of my thoughts, some interesting nuggets from each game, and and, and kind of where I'm assessing the team currently. Um, you know, before we get started, make sure to uh, to like, subscribe, leave a comment on the show. Um, I appreciate all of your feedback and all of your support. Um, it's been very exciting to get this on the ground, and like I said, it's only the beginning. We are going to expand things more into more of a social platform as well, too. Some nice clips uh, to go to Twitter and Instagram pages. So um, those projects are in the works. Uh, I, I'm not really sure what the end goal of this is, but I'm just enjoying putting out my football content to you all. Um, so make sure to do that. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Blake Andrew Pace. Of course, I will be talking all things football on there, um, including my content for Stampede Blue. SB Nation's page for the Indianapolis Colts, and then Troy Nunez is an absolute magician. Uh, the SB Nation page uh, for Syracuse uh, Athletics. But yeah, how about that? I woke up um, and, and right at 6 o'clock in the morning, I had a Shefty tweet. Um, the New England Patriots sending a second round pick for Mohamed Sanu. And uh, listen, I know we, we talked about the Patriots offense maybe lacking weapons and, and being a little depleted on wide receiver. Of course, you know, they've got problems injuries on the offensive line they're missing their fullback of course none of that mattered against the Jets um but now I mean come on we we all see the trickery that's going to be here right Muhammad Sanu um uh, god I, I gotta watch Lefko's video to make sure I've got this right but he threw it he can throw the football um as far as I want to say it was right around the Josh Allen Deshaun Watson range um and to me, that just spells more and more trickery for the Patriots offense. And now you tell me you got two guys that can throw the football at wide receiver like Julian Edelman, Mohamed um, Sanu, two guys that are extremely crafty along the middle of the field. Mohamed Sanu is also a guy that can just torch over the top of the defense. And really, I guess that, that's kind of what they were hoping Philip Dorsett could be. He's been he's been solid. Um, helped me beat my little brother in fantasy this week. I picked him up off the uh, waiver wire and ended up uh, that ended up being the the winning uh, the winning player for me. So sorry, Ben, if you're listening. Uh, feels feels great to be king. Big brother always wins. But uh, um, now now you just I mean it's not fair. I I mean we can we can finally put aside that I really think they tried to go and get AJ Green from the Bengals. I, I think the Bengals are really just standing pat, and I don't get why. Um, I think what the Falcons did was great for him, and we'll get to their side in just a few moments. But uh, for the for the Patriots. Just another offensive weapon there. Probably, you know, one of their more talented wide receivers on that roster now. I really like Mohamed Sanu. Um, and I think that, you know, it's it's just another weapon for the Patriots to throw out there. And um, uh, very crafty. They can get very tricky with these with this wide receiver set now. And two quarterback-like wide receivers, like I said, in Edelman and Sanu. When you get Josh Gordon going, um, Philip Dorsett, Nikhil Harry will be back. I mean, they're not all great. They're not world beaters, but... Um, they can all, they all specialize in, in doing something specific. Um, and, and I feel like that's, that's just what they need. Uh, that's just what they need. Um, I guess it's just an, another piece to throw in there. So, 
Um, maybe there's some uh, trades out there for them on the offensive line. Um, God, they were playing linebackers at fullback, so maybe they want to try and trade for a fullback out there. I feel like fullbacks are pretty rare and and um, well-protected by their team, so I don't know if it, it'd be tough to trade for a fullback, but um, very good trade for the Patriots. And for the Falcons, look, you're 1-6 now, 1-5. Your season's a wash. Calvin Ridley has emerged as the wide receiver, too. He's still got Julio Jones, so getting a second-round pick, even though it's going to be in the 60s, I mean, come on. Uh, it's a great return, and, and Mohamed Sanu, actually, and I just want to read this off because I just got this on my phone. He tweeted out, um, I appreciate everything the organization has done for my family and I, Mr. Blank, TD, Coach Quinn, and everyone through the organization. I am forever grateful for the opportunity. To my teammates and fans, y'all know how I feel about y'all. Love y'all to death. Hashtag thank you. So now for Mohamed Sanu, great point in his career to go and get that Super Bowl ring. Um I mean, New England's on a tear right now. Um, and for, for Sanu, a, a talented guy. I'm trying to think of how old he is now. Let me pull that up. I guess I should have figured that out before we started. But uh, let's see how old he is now. He is 30 years old. All right, so you got a guy that's been been around for a while. He was drafted uh, by the Bengals back in 2012. And so, um, of course, had that was a part of that team. Um with the Falcons, that had that very prolific offense. Um, Bengals really, I guess, got some stuff going alongside AJ Green uh, in those years. But, um, but yeah, for for Sanu, um, good chance to go over there and, and you know help a championship caliber team. Um, and for the Falcons, good return, second round pick for your third talented wide receiver. I'm um, a guy that the the Patriots certainly coveted uh, to give up a second round pick. And and just real quick, my one knock on Bill Belichick is he. Is not the best at drafting early, um, and so uh, smart, smart by him to to just eliminate the process of, of another second round bust by uh, by just trading it away for a talented wide receiver. Bill, to Bill Belichick, players that can play now are way more valuable than than draft capital. So, uh, good trade for both sides. I think both did extremely well uh, on that deal. But uh, yeah, definitely something interesting to wake up to. Uh, the Patriots just. Getting richer, the rich getting richer. They 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 weren't, I guess, uh, too too pleased with their dominant win over the Jets last night, and we're like, okay, well, I mean, thirty three nothing. We we need to do better. We should have won by fifty. And so, go out and get Muhammad Sanu. Um, and and uh, and yeah, we'll see how that fits into the offense in the coming weeks. I know they got the Browns coming up. Uh, they got the Ravens later in the season. Um, they are single handedly just going to tear apart the twenty eighteen rookie uh, quarterback draft class. They've already picked off Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and then uh, next up is Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson in two weeks, maybe later in the season. But uh, murderers row, Bill Belichick will humble all those guys and, and you know, welcome them to the league. But uh, yeah, good deal. Now let's move on to uh, the game recaps. All right, so Thursday night football. Uh, what a sad way to start the week. Um, Chiefs, Broncos, Chiefs. Soundly defeat the Broncos, shut them out in the last three quarters, win the game 30-6. to uh, But the sad part is, is we miss our guy Pat Mahomes for a couple weeks. And that's just, um, it's extremely unfortunate. You take a look, I was, like, the you know, if when the schedule came out, the game that I was most excited for, and I can pull up a tweet that I tweeted out when the schedule came out, the game I was most excited for was this Green Bay-Kansas City matchup. Um, who knows? how long we'll be able to see Rodgers and Mahomes get a chance to play against one another. And that's what I've kind of said through the time about 
Brady and Rodgers, I mean, we've only seen them play a couple regular season games. I think it's two at this point, and, and we kind of have to hope for them to meet up in the Super Bowl to get it again. But, um, you know, Rodgers definitely still has a few years, and so maybe there's a Packers-Chiefs Super Bowl on the horizon. Um, but, man, I was so looking forward to that game. It's so upsetting. Uh, but anyways, uh, Chiefs soundly take down the Broncos. The Broncos are a bad team. Joe Flacco's a bad quarterback. Um, Kansas City's defense uh, looked great, uh, putting pressure on Joe. Just, I mean, I, I would put that more on the the um, the Broncos' offense being bad than the Chiefs' defense being good. Uh, the one thing I will say, and I'll put this out there now, um, the work that that the Chiefs' offense is going to do under Matt Moore the next few weeks is going to get Eric Bieniemy a head coaching job next season. Um, I think what we saw, he just kind of was like, he, he became a madman in the end of that game, just taking over the offense. And, and Matt Moore looked great, uh, when he was out there, 10 and 19, 117 for a touchdown. Um, you know, um, the running offense really didn't get too established. Um, actually it was pr- pretty, pretty rough going for the rushing offense, but I think the work that we're going to see, uh, Eric Bieniemy craft up in the next few weeks, kind of like what we see with Sean Payton. And uh, what he's done with Teddy Bridgewater, I think the Chiefs are going to be just fine. I think they're going to keep on winning games. And uh, because of that, I think Eric Bieniemy um, is 100%, and he should, he's, he's well-deserving, uh, should get a head coaching gig next season. But Chiefs are good, Broncos are bad, sad about Mahomes, um, and I, I think that this offense will keep rolling, and I think that this team will keep rolling as well, too, as, as one of the top three teams in the AFC. On to the first Sunday game of the afternoon. Uh, we've got the Rams taking down the Atlanta Falcons, uh, 37-10. to Rams now 4-3 uh, overall, which means they are 1-2 uh, on the on, at home. Uh, the Falcons dropping to 1-6. Look, uh, Dan Quinn's days are numbered. I assume it would come after the Seattle game, unless Arthur Blank just wants to let him coach out the rest of the season. Um, go ahead. I, I, it'd be tough. They've got some experienced coordinators in there, um, like Dirk Cutter, but I don't know. Sometimes when you when you fire midseason and you promote your head co- your interim head coach, it's a young guy that you want to see. Okay, let's just see how he does with it. This season is a wash. Let's see if he's got it. We've seen Dirk Cutter as a head coach. I don't know if that's in their plans, and so Dan Quinn might just finish out the year, and the Falcons might be up there for a top five pick. Um, but anyways, uh, for the Rams, great way to get going again. Like I said, uh, I'm pumping the brakes. I know they look good. They they put up thirty seven points. Jared Goff twenty two of thirty seven, two sixty eight, and two touchdowns. Um, run offense still had its struggles, and, and and it's the Falcons' defense. I know we say Dan Quinn's a, a defensive minded coach, but his scheme is the most outdated in the league, and and we see it. The, the Rams always have success against these the heavy cover three schemes, um, and so um, I'm not gonna buy too much into the Rams' win. I need to see some more quality wins in the division. Um, you know, take that second game with Seattle, um, take that second game with the 49ers. Um, but uh, I mean, you look great against the Falcons. I'm, I'm not going to give you that much credit because the Falcons are a dumpster fire this year, but Rams 37 Falcons 10, um, good, good momentum builder for Jared Goff and the Rams and for the Falcons, uh, just, just a wash of the season. And now without Matt Ryan, um, for, for a little bit, uh, should, should still feel comfortable. A top five pick, uh, is on uh, their way. And uh, now on to Jaguars-Bengals in the game that I'll just be completely honest. I didn't watch on Sunday. I watched uh, I watched some uh, some condensed versions of, of from Game Pass. Um, this wasn't one that I was like, oh, can't can't miss Jaguars-Bengals. Uh, Jaguars 
uh, score 18 points in the fourth quarter uh, to take care of the Bengals, 27 to 17. Jacksonville three and four now. Uh, the Bengals dropped to 0 and seven. Um, look, Andy Dalton's not the guy. I, I wish we would see Ryan Finley get some time out there, um, uh, just to see what you've got. If you're going to be up at one. For Cincinnati, and you're going to be considering taking a quarterback there, at least see what you got out of the guy that you drafted last year. Um, I'm hoping maybe by week 10 we get to see uh, Ryan Finley in there. Um, and for the Jags, I'm, I'm just confused about what their season is going to look like. You know, you trade Jalen Ramsey, and I don't think that Doug Marone is a guy that's going to wave the white flag. I think they're still going to be competitive, but they're sitting at 3-4. and four. Uh, They could very well be 4-4 four and four by next week. I'm trying to think about who they play. Let me see. Sorry. Uh, pulling up the Jaguars schedule. They play the Jets. I mean, that's a winnable game. Um, and, and so if you're if you're the Jaguars, you're sitting at four and four and you're still well within, you know, that divisional race. And um, I don't know for the Bengals wash of a season. I would trade the players like Geno Atkins and A.J. Green and kind of just try and get as many draft picks as you can for the season. Um, figure out what you got with Ryan Finley. I don't think Zach Taylor is the guy. I think that if you hold on to him too long, you're going to even, uh, you're going to continue to stunt the growth of some of these younger players. Um, but yeah, uh, I love watching Gardner Minshew. I, I'm, I love, I love the game of playing. Where could Nick Foles get traded to? Um, I think they love Minshew. I know he hasn't been great all the time. Um, but, uh, now I, I, I've got a few teams on watch that I think, could be a, a, a nice fit for Nick Foles if if Minshew is their guy moving forward. But Jags 27, Bengals 17. Jags uh, trying to compete in that that AFC South. Uh, the Bengals uh, en route for a uh, first or second overall pick. And now on to the game that uh, in the 1 o'clock slate that really surprised me the most. Um, that was the Minnesota Vikings um, improving to 5-2, and two, taking down the Detroit Lions 42-30. to 30. Um, when I came on to, I believe it was my show last Friday, I said you could take the under in the Vikings, uh, in Kirk Cousins' total passing yards. It was like at 249. I had more faith in the Lions secondary because I um, I just believed that uh, the quarterbacks they had faced, you know, uh, Rodgers, Mahomes, those guys just will inflate those numbers. But uh, Kirk Cousins went out there and did his job, 24-34, 3-37, and four touchdowns. Um, the Vikings are rolling. I, I still am. They're one of those teams that I'm still just, I'm not going to go out there and say that I'm fully invested in. Um, I, I, I need to, I don't know what it would take. <laughs> I still feel like this is just setting us up perfectly for Kirk Cousins in the last four weeks of the regular season to just, to just, you know, go back to what Kirk, we expect Kirk Cousins and what he was in his first, uh, first year with Minnesota. And I just feel like that this is a, this is a nine and seven team maybe to me. Or an eight and eight team, and that won't make the the postseason um, for Minnesota. I feel they're they're rolling right now. I just I feel I feel like Kirk Cousins is doing this to us. He's building us our he's building up hope for all of Minnesota's fans, and I, I feel like it's just going to come back down to earth uh, in due time. So not buying that for the Lions uh, now two three and one. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that this is a talented team. I think they're they're building something. Uh, but now now I see okay. There's problems in the secondary. Um, I guess just some overall questions on the defense. I still like Matt Patricia, carry on Johnson, Hurt going to miss some time too. So that definitely sets him back a little, but I like what the Lions are building, not buying confidence in the Vikings, but the Vikings win that one 42 to 30. 
Now on to a fun one, and if you did my other bet in this one, and, and for those who aren't aware, my Friday episodes picks against the spread, I do an other bet, something else in that game that interests me. Uh, this was one of the ones that I felt pretty comfortable about, and it hit. Um, I, I did the over and total points in the first half. Both come out with uh, very well-scripted offenses to start off their games, and of course that hit. Um, it, it was a little close. Green Bay scored a touchdown right at the end of the second half but to put it over, but um, it worked. But this game was uh, was interesting for a while. Green Bay 42, uh, the Raiders 24, Green Bay now 6-1. and one. Um, Good team. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they might just be the best team in the NFC. I think, that right, as of now, they're my top team in the NFC. Now, I know the Saints and the 49ers are up there. Um, the 49ers still have still have questions about Jimmy G. Um, I don't have questions about Aaron Rodgers. And uh, for the Saints, I mean, we'll see what uh, what this team looks like when Drew Brees gets back. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater has done a great job, but uh, I think that I just have more faith in Aaron Rodgers. I think all three are extremely talented teams, well-coached teams um, as well. But at the end of the day, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers over the teams that don't have Aaron Rodgers. And so... Um, feeling good about the Packers as the best team in the NFC, and um, and man, they they look great again. Offense was on fire, and for the Raiders, I mean, look, you 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 did well. I'm feeling pretty confident about my Josh Jacobs rookie of the year bet that I did at the beginning of the ski, uh, the beginning of the season. 21 carries for 124. Um, Darren Waller, great. I, I I like what Oakland is building, man. They're they're gonna get to Vegas and have a sneaky fun team. Um, if these draft picks that they've taken on the defensive side, I, I know we're missing um, Jonathan Abrams for the year. Clellan Farrell has been okay. Um, but man, Darren Waller, they got some guys. I, I, I'm kind of excited about the Raiders moving to Vegas. Kind of excited about John Gruden. Uh, they, they look good in the first half of that game. Uh, but now the Raiders at 3-3. Three and three. I mean, maybe they can push to be that second best team in the in the. Um, in the AFC West, I think it's the Chiefs and then a, a huge gap. But I think Oakland's probably the second best team in there. But, uh, you know, it's tough to take on uh, what I consider the best team in the NFC. So Packers 42, rolling high, Raiders 24, uh, excited of, about what is to come from them. And so now to the game that uh, oh so dear to my heart. The Indianapolis Colts 30, the Houston Texans 23. I saw a I saw a power rankings um, out there by George Schwartz or whatever his name is. He he works for SB Nation, and he was doing a power ranking of the second best teams um, in the uh, AFC. And like I forget how low the Colts were, but like the Texans were above them, and the Chiefs were above them. And and trust me, Pat Mahomes, I, I still think that the Chiefs are the better team, better than the Colts. But I was like, the Colts just beat the Texans and the Chiefs, and you have both of them. Ranked higher than the Colts. Look, man, Frank Reich. He's the coach of the. He's the coach of the year so far. What he's been able to do with this offense. Um, I mean, God, you take a look over at Philly. It seemed like maybe Doug Peterson wasn't wasn't the uh, wasn't the juice in that offense. It was Frank Reich, and now <laughs> the Colts have lucked into this guy. You know, because of of uh, Josh McDaniels not taking the job, and and God, things are rolling. It wasn't a great day on the ground. Um, you know, Texas, the, the Texans really did their best to eliminate the rush attack and Marlon Mack, 18 carries 44 yards. Um, the team had 62. That's not a great showing. That's not how you Indy usually wins. But what Frank Reich did then 
is 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 found success in the pass game. Brissett, twenty six of thirty nine for three twenty six and four touchdowns. We had guys like Zach Pascal uh, going for one hundred six yards and two touchdowns. T Y Hilton seventy four and a score. I'm trying to remember what T Y's over under was for this game because I bet on it and I have it right here because I know that that was one of my other bets in that game. So. I actually am wondering if that hit. Oh, 69.4 or 69.5. So, yep, that hit. Another over bet. Um, you can always bet on T.Y. Hilton to go the over uh, when he is taking on the Houston Texans. He loves playing the Houston Texans. But Colts, man, I, I'm trying to stay. I, I, I'm cautiously a pessimistic fan when I when I, when I I talk on, on platforms like this just because I don't want to sound like a, um, a homer. But uh, realistically, the Colts... In terms of teams in the AFC, they could be the third or fourth best. Um, I, I know, I know Houston and, and New England, or sorry, Kansas City and New England are up there. Um, and when Pat Mahomes is back, he, the Chiefs should be number two. Um, but man, I, I I think that the Colts are just the better team than the Ravens right now. I mean, they beat the Texans. I think they're better than them. The Bills inept on offense at times. Colts might be the third best team in the AFC. And and look organizational structure wise outside of new england if you're telling me i gotta put faith in in one team to be like the next dynasty the way that the colts are set up is unbelievable they've got tons of cap space um they have executive of the year chris ballard frank reich seems to be like a great head coach not gonna leave anytime soon tons of cap space they draft extremely well. They've got some guys in the fourth round like Kari Willis coming out, and he's going to be the starting safety next to Malik Hooker when Malik Hooker is back. You know, the, the Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson draft was unbelievable. Marlon Mack is establishing himself as one of the better running backs in football. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I, I'm, I'm a pessimistic Colts fan um, at heart just because I, I like to, I always just come out and lower my expectations, but they've got a ton of potential, um, you know, to, to, to find success. And if Jacoby is their guy, I mean, he's, he's looked great some weeks, other weeks he's looked, uh, meh, but, um, for the Texans, sorry, that was my Colts rant of the day for the Texans. I, I mean, look, this team rides with Deshaun Watson, uh, rides when Deshaun Watson is sacked zero or one time to sack three times in this game through two interceptions. Um, that last one to Darius Leonard as well to seal the game. Um, I mean, if the rush offense, I mean, it, they, they, they did run for a hundred yards, Carlos Hyde, 35, Duke Johnson, 34, Deshaun Watson, 32. Um, I mean, the team is going to ride with Deshaun Watson uh, in a game where he gets sacked three times and throws two picks. Not going to be as, um, not going to be as easy to accomplish, um, but um, Texans should be right around there as, as competing for the wild card spot if the Colts end up winning this division. But Colts 30, excited about their future, pessimistic, but um, still feel pretty good. And then for the Texans, 23, um, now move to four and three, uh, should should be around there in that in that wild card conversation. And now on to one of my favorite games to watch, and um, that is the Arizona Cardinals, now 3-3-1. Three, three and one. 500 through seven weeks. How about the NFC West, man? Last place is a 500 team almost halfway through the season. 
could be a winning team, uh, you know, a, a division with with wins all around by the end of next week. Um, Cardinals twenty seven, Giants twenty one. Um, look, I mean the the Chase Edmonds game. Holy shit! 27 carries, 126, and three touchdowns. He is speedy fast. Worked to, he, he was slick in between the tackles. Um, really couldn't get brought down. Um, I know Saquon Barkley was back uh, for the Giants. 18 for 72 and a score. Uh, let's see if he did anything in the receiving game. Three catches for, for eight yards. Um, but, man, Chase Edmonds. Um, look, the, both of these teams still aren't, aren't good. You know, the Cardinals are 500, but they've had a, a fairly light schedule the last few weeks. Um, and the Giants, you know, now 2-5. and five. They're the third best team in the um, in the NFC East. Um, but two exciting quarterbacks uh, to be happy about. Um, look, am I the biggest believer in uh, Pat Shermer? No. I think his offense has looked a lot better with Daniel instead of Eli. Um but for the Giants, you know, another bad season, accumulate some picks, maybe trying to uh, get, you know, a wide receiver atop the draft class or maybe one of the best offensive linemen. For the Cardinals, just just keep keep building what you got here. Cliff and Cliff and Kyler are are, are looking like a good pair. Um, this is a fun game to watch. Cardinals 27, Giants 21. And now, um, I guess not the most surprising when you, when you saw how the conditions were, but... Um, the 49ers uh, scoring three field goals in the second half to take down the Washington Redskins 9-0. Um, 49ers improved to 6-0. Redskins uh, fall to 1-6. For the 49ers, I guess, um, you know, given the weather conditions, this is a kind of win that you, you want to see from your team early on in the season, that when, when shit hits the wall, things aren't going as planned. You can still pull out the win. Uh, their defense was solid. I mean, Case Keenum only attempted uh, 12 passes on the day. Um Adrian Peterson rushed the ball 20 times for 81 yards. He was um, he was one of my other bets that I did not get right. And we'll do a full recap of that, of, of how I did on those. Um, on Friday's episode, we'll recap what I did in the last week. But I think, yeah, he, he went well over um, the over-under that was set at 59.5. But, um, yeah, I mean, I listen, I didn't watch the game. It, you know, on Sunday, went back and watched through the condensed, sped-up version on Game Pass. But um, 49ers are a good team. Poor poor conditions, still able to pull out the win. The Redskins are uh, one of the three worst teams in the league, right around there with Miami and um, Miami and Cincinnati. Not much to take away um, from this game, just that the 49ers are good, the Redskins are bad, and uh, God, that was a, a, a wet environment to, to be playing in. And now moving on into the later afternoon games, and boy, oh boy, the Los Angeles Chargers just find new ways to lose every single week, it seems like. Um, Titans 23, Chargers 20, Ryan Tannehill gets the win in his first start, um, and man, hey, hey, good game from 23-29, three twelve, two touchdowns to take uh, two sacks and have an interception, but um, you know, we had guys like Corey Davis going off for 80 yards and a score. A.J. Brown, 64 yards. Humphreys, 40. The passing offense got alive. And what what did Mike Vrabel say when he, when he switched to Tannehill? We want a quarterback that can put up points. Now, they put up 23, 13 of which was in the uh, final quarter to hold on to that win. Um, 
But man, it, it, you know, it wasn't beautiful for Tennessee. They still have their problems. Um, but but this is, I think, a much better team than people expected. And the problem was quarterback. And now, do I expect them to compete for a wild card spot? No, I'd say they're more in that seven and nine, six and ten range by the end of the season. Currently at three and four. Um, I, I like Mike Rabel. I like the defense they have here. The defense is unbelievable. Need a little help on the offensive line. I thought the offensive line was going to be good. It's not. Um, and then, you know, if they can take a quarterback uh, in next year's draft, solid. Now for the Chargers, boy, that is a frustrating way to lose a game. Uh, you had five, six chances to um, not even just win, but at least try and just put it in overtime. They are going for the win. Um, now two and five. Look, this was the one where I was like, uh, put the over on the Chargers' first half points. They hit it. It was at seven. Uh, they scored ten. I thought that after we talked about for weeks of how slow they started games, they were going to come out and put up a lot of points early on. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel like this is just one of those seasons, man. It's 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 uh, it's a lost season for Los Angeles. If you listen to my episode yesterday, I I had them taking a quarterback with the seventh overall pick, where they're currently slated to be uh, drafting. And um, listen, Philip Rivers' days are, are numbered. I, he's not going to play forever. He's not one of those guys that I feel like is Brady that'll go until he's forty two. He'll be happy to, to leave when his time is up. And so, um, wash of a year for the Chargers. High expectations after their strong uh, season last year, making it to the postseason. I didn't buy it, but uh, here they are now at two and five. And um, it's just a mess all over the place. How about that Melvin Gordon uh, play that we've seen from him so far? He's looked awful. <laughs> he has not looked good at all. And uh great way to end your holdout by coming back and just not being as great as everyone remembered you being. So, um, Chargers kind of a wash of a season, but, uh, Titans holding on, moving up, keeping things close, uh, in, in that AFC South race that, you know, I guess what is separated by Colts are four and two Titans are three and four at the bottom, very tight division, but, um, but yeah, moving on now to, uh, the saints, the 6-1 and one New Orleans Saints taking down the Bears 36-25. to Bears fall to 3-3. Three and three. Now, this is the team that I want to see trade for Nick Foles. I don't think that Matt Nagy is going to let his coaching career uh, start off on the, the worst foot possible by, by just sitting through... Um, years of, of Mitch and and I guess that really comes down to Ryan Pace's you know decisions Matt Nagy is going to coach the players that are on the field but I think that god <laughs> Ryan Pace is, is he's going to go down as the guy that drafted Trubisky over Mahomes and Watson I mean that's just his thing now that's his staple on his career you know, the Khalil Mack trade, some of the other seasons, the year that they had last year, this, this stellar defense, he's going to go down as the guy that drafted Mitchell, I can't throw to the left side of the field, Trubisky, over to Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Look, Trubisky padded his stats late in the game, and so his, his final numbers are 34, 54, 251, and two touchdowns. Uh, it was not that good in the first three quarters. Um, the Bears, the Bears were able to put on 15 points 
in the fourth quarter alone while the Saints had their second team defense out there. Um, so uh, enough of me shitting on the Bears. I think that this is a season where the NFC North is just too competitive. The NFC in general is too competitive. I don't think that this is a playoff team, unfortunately. Um, maybe they can get to that 8-8 eight and eight range, 7-9, and nine, but I really do think that... Um, I feel like an experienced quarterback trading for a guy like uh, trading for a guy like Nick Foles might be the answer. If they choose to move on from Mitch, I hope that they do to try and save um, the potential that is on this team. But uh, but yeah, so for the New Orleans Saints, um, you did it. You didn't lose while while Drew Brees is gone. He might be back this next week. I'm you know if I'm the Saints, I'm just gonna keep rolling with Teddy until I'm one hundred one thousand percent sure Drew Brees is perfectly fine. There's no need to rush him back. I, I know Carolina is lingering by in the division, but um, what the Saints have been able to do this year without Breeze has been pretty astounding. And uh, Sean Payton deserves a lot of credit for that. He's done a great job. And um, and Teddy has continuously improved. I know the game against Jacksonville was a little boring and, and tough to watch, but um liked what I saw out of Teddy. And they did it without Alvin Kamara, I mean, Latavius Murray, 27 carries for 119 and two touchdowns. Strong game for him. Um, Michael Thomas, nine uh, catches for 131. Um, yeah, Saints are good. Saints are good. They're they're one of the top three teams in the NFC. And for the Bears, wash of a season, please, please move on from Mitch and uh, Ryan Pace. Take that last name away. I don't want to be tied in with you. I'm not the guy that drafted Mitch over uh, Watson and Mahomes. That was you. Saints 36, Bears 25. All right, now to the Ravens and the Seahawks in another game that um, I think in my game picks with Stampede Blue, I got three wrong on the day. This was one of them. Uh, I thought the Seahawks would take care of the Ravens. Ravens on the road traveling, and, uh, and God, Lamar Jackson is so damn fun to watch. Now, passing-wise, it, it was a tough day, 9 of 20 for 143. But 14 carries for 116 on the ground. Also a touchdown. He had a long run of, of 30 yards in there as well, too. We all know that eight-yard uh, rushing touchdown that he had on fourth and two uh, to take the lead to uh, 20 to 20 to 13 at the time. Um, look, Marcus Peters looked good. The secondary looked good. I don't know. I was I was shitting on. Uh, I was shitting on, on Marcus Peters when he was with the Rams. Um, maybe the change of scenery was good. I, I'm still not 100% confident in the defense uh, for for Baltimore. They did a good job. Um, you know, Russell Wilson wasn't flawless. It wasn't perfect. So they, they were able to, to disrupt him a little bit. For Seattle, man. Um, I think I think that the, the story of the season is Russell Wilson has to be perfect. For the Seahawks to uh, to win these games, their defense has holes. Um, their defense can't be relied on to you know be the legion of boom. It's gone. The days of that are dead. You need Russell Wilson to be perfect out there, um, and unfortunately, he wasn't on the day. Twenty forty one had a pick, took a sack. Um, some of his receivers got going. We had a couple sixty yard performances. Metcalf had fifty three. Um, Chris Carson really. Didn't get a ton going on the ground. 21 carries for 65 yards. That's a huge point. Uh, focal focal point of this offense is, is establishing the run to to set up for play action. Some deeper shots for Russell Wilson and those receivers like DK, Tyler Lockett. But um, defense can't be relied on 
for for Seattle to to win games. It's got to be Russell Wilson. It's got to come through that offense, and today just wasn't able to happen. So Ravens 30, like the direction they're in, still not bought in on the defense. And for Seattle, 5-2 uh, and two now, tough division. Rams should be getting better. 49ers are already great. Uh, Seattle's going to have some tough sledding to um, get things going, but at least they're 5-2 and two now to be in a solid position to at least you know battle it out for one of those wild card spots. Sunday night football, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, this was the third game that I got wrong on the week, and holy shit, they looked awful. They looked so bad. They looked so bad. Carson Wentz, 16 of 26, 191, touchdown and an interception, took three sacks. Rushing offense, Jordan Howard had 50 yards. Boston Scott out there for 32. Miles Sanders, six carries for 21. I, I just, the storyline to me of this is, is, oh God, Doug Peterson, are you the guy? Are you the reason that, that the Eagles won the Super Bowl? Was it Frank Reich? Maybe. Maybe it was your offensive coordinator. Maybe the guy that uh, came up with the Philly Philly special? Or the Philly special? Look, um, for the Cowboys, when they look good, they look great. When they don't look good, they look awful. Um, to me, the NFC East is is the four seed in the NFC playoff picture. Um, I don't think any of these teams are exactly great. I think... In my preseason predictions, I had Philadelphia coming out ten and six. Cowboys right behind. Maybe I had the Cowboys in the playoffs. I gotta look back and check that out. But um, neither of these teams are really good. Zeke was able to get something going on the ground. Twenty-two carries for uh, one eleven in a score. Um, Dak looked good. Look, not not a Dak problem. And what about Greg? Uh, what do you how do you say Maher Mar? Brett Mar? Brett Mar? 63-yard field goal after, I think it was a 62 last week. Holy shit, that guy is on a roll. Nice to have a kicker that can go that deep. And uh, had some room on that, too. I think NBC said it would have been good from 66. But, uh, but yeah, both these teams, I don't... I mean, they're going to be inconsistent. They're going to look great. Some weeks they're going to look awful. Others, and um, I think that this is just the four seed in the NFC and great upset potential for whatever wild card travels to take them on in, in wild card weekend. Cowboys 37, Eagles 10. Finishing things off with the New England Patriots. And I, I touched on the trade uh, at the beginning of the episode. Um, Patriots 33, Jets 0. Look, I take back everything I said last week. I apologized. I apologized to Sam Darnold. I apologized to my friends Teddy and uh, Tom. I apologized to them. I said, hey, Sam Darnold looked good. What I just say about the Cowboys, when they look bad, they look awful. I think that was just one of those weeks. Sam Darnold was terrible. He was he was awful. 11 to 32, 86 yards, four interceptions, and he took a sack. Don't forget the the uh, fumble in there as well, too. Uh, a QBR of 0. 0.7. Um, look, I, Le'Veon Bell looks great. He looked great, even against the the um, Patriots defense going 15 for 70. Uh, he had one catch for six yards. But, um, look, the Jets, they're still one of the, the bottom five teams in football. They're right in that range of Atlanta. And um, not as bad as Washington, but they're in there with, with the Atlantas of, of the NFL. Um, 
Adam Gase isn't the guy. He's not the head coach here. I don't know how early it is to move on from him. I don't think he's the guy. He's got a lot of power there, though, so uh, we'll see how long he keeps himself around. But for the Patriots, look, everyone loves to tell me every single time that I have the Patriots as my number one team in the power rankings that um, they haven't played anybody good. Yeah, but they're shutting out teams and, like, like just eliminating their offense. And you want to know what makes the Patriots so good? New England was up 24 nothing, and Bill Belichick was over on the sidelines screaming at his defense because there were three penalties on that drive, two pass interferences and one unnecessary roughness or late hit on Sam Darnold. And he was over there screaming, they're up 24 nothing. The defense had three turnovers. It had just taken the third interception of that game. And he is over there screaming at his defense. That's why the Patriots are great. Bill Belichick never settles. He doesn't settle for 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 great. He settle he will settle when there is perfection out there, and maybe not even then. They looked they looked almost perfect in that game. Uh, now they're they're seven and zero. Um, New England moving forward. I mean, the, the schedule picks up. It gets a little more difficult. I know they got the Browns and the Ravens coming up. They got a game against the Chiefs later on. Um, so it, it is going to get a little bit more difficult for them. Um, so I guess maybe maybe all the the New England haters out there uh, will will finally admit to me that they're not the best team in the league. But they look great now. They've got Mohamed Sanu. The defense is on pace to be the best uh, ever, better than the '85 Bears. They look great. Um, but yeah, Patriots dominating the Jets. God, that was ugly. That was a terrible game. Thirty-three nothing. Well, we were able to do that uh, in about fifteen minutes quicker than last time. Um, able to hit on each game. I would like to keep it in that range between the 30 to 40 minute range. And I know we had a little trade talk. So, uh, at the beginning of the episode, so that might've been, uh, something that just was, um, took up a little of the time, but that is all for today's Tuesday episode. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Blake Andrew Pace. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment on the show. Make sure to listen to our, my other show, reasonably outrageous. We had an episode dropped this morning. Uh, if you're listening to this episode on Tuesday, um, we had an episode drop where we are talking uh, World Series preview um, and, and making our award predictions and playoff uh, picture for the NBA season that kicks off tonight. Um, that is reasonably outrageous with my good friend Matt Wyrick. And um, and yeah, that that is all. Enjoy your Tuesdays. Make it through the week. Power rankings coming up Wednesday. Film study fun segments on Thursday. And then picks against the spread on Friday. And we'll do it all again next week. I'm Blake Pace. You're listening to Quick Hits. Thank you guys so much, and I will talk to you tomorrow.